Okay. Yeah, so back to... Back to which episodes actually got, like, the most... Uh, oh, red flags, right? Red I, flags I, I was the all top the way up. one. Yeah, yeah. I think we're actually getting a mix of YouTube audience too, but I don't. I, don't, I think that's one of the people that I've invited, so that they've taken a look at since like I have the whole list on one of the channels, anyways, and I just post there like right away. Uh, I get that one. Um, very recently, we've had a 28 to 34 year old viewer, also female to my knowledge, uh, potentially face. They're not added in here though, like mm. in the discord. So unnamed currently, but yeah, red flags is sitting at, uh, 14 plates all time. Jameson heals me is at 13. Oh, that's number two. Yeah. Wow. Answering the call to responsibilities twelve. I didn't. I didn't think that would go very well. Social anxiety is eleven. Depression. My second talk was also eleven. <clears throat> I have a video titled "Miscellaneous," like one <laughs> january 16th and somehow that's at 11 plays and then social environment and then like the rest what are of you it, talking about in i don't know <laughs> i can't remember i'd have to look over like what i had said but um yeah it's so far a bit over the place i guess sure. um the red flags for sure i'm i don't that might be what people want to hear I, i'm not too sure it's hard for me to know okay <clears throat> uh yeah so uh I, I guess a little note as we're starting up so I, I did mention that i had some podcasts out of order i did one on friday and that one was about like taking agency um and so that one was titled the 48th which i then realized as i was listening over that that i mentioned yours was also titled for the 48th one uh this is the 47th oh, one. 47 okay yeah so i wasn't gonna mess with the order i just figured you know you had this planned way earlier than i did when i did my other one so you could have fly i don't really care honestly <laughs> we good though. no preference either way uh, what'd you think um, of the album? I enjoyed just, it. Okay. Um, it's actually... Hmm, what other albums? We did Logic, Jameson, and Keshi. Yeah. Aside from... I would say Keshi was the most... Um, definitely was the most like the artist that I knew the most about prior to the review. This one is definitely as far, as far as we've had so far, the, um, the artist whose genre I'm the most familiar with. Um, I enjoyed it. I like it. This Just one like besides Keshi is the one you've had like the most. 
background knowledge of? Yeah, mostly the genre. Um, so like a little more like alt rock, metal, <clears throat> sort of um, influence. Right yeah, on. For sure. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. You want to do an introduction for it? I, I was gonna speak on behalf of my my listening experience, but I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Sure, I'll do a quick intro. Welcome to the Healthy Dialogue Podcast. Uh, welcome to Music Discussion. I'm Alon. This is Spencer, and this week we're talking about uh, the album Stargazer by the band Mood Ring. Um, this is a new-ish. Florida alt rec band. I know the lead singer and guitarist has been in some other bands. I haven't explored them as much, but definitely in the genre of like like shoegaze rock, alt rock, um, uh, some like new metal influence as well. So yeah, welcome. Initial thoughts. Yeah, definitely not my general music diet. Definitely not a part of my like general music diet in terms of the genre itself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even know what you categorize that. Is that just normal metal? It's rock. Okay, metal? they're like okay. Genres are weird. I don't like a lot of labeling of genres personally because you know you can sound however you want to sound, but genres are kind of there to guide you onto what expect from a oh, sound okay right so like um i would generally categorize them as like alternative rock heavy rock um there's also so like uh back in like the early late late 90s early 2000s came this wave of um, artists that were popular on the radio and they were known as uh, or at least categorized as new metal so new metal is sort of this genre of um, taking the traditional aspects of metal and adding like other sprinkles of genres into the metal genre so like the most popular band from this era was Linkin Park you, you probably know Linkin Park yep um, they took elements of me- heavy metal, heavy rock, and uh, added elements of like hip hop, uh, rap, things like that. So, and it can be anything. It doesn't have to be hip hop and rap. It can be oh, like maybe I'm taking a little bit of pop and sprinkling it in. I'm taking um, even like jazz. If you add jazz me- into the metal genre, it can be considered new metal, just not traditionally new metal. It was mostly rap during the early 2000s. Also, like, um, oh, what's that band's name? Uh, like Limp Bizkit. Did you ever listen to Limp Bizkit? Limp Bizkit. Like, rolling, 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 rolling. That that band. Uh, break stuff with Snoop Dogg was in the music video. <clears throat> Snoop Dogg. Lincoln Park's the big one. You only need to know Lincoln Park okay. at least now. Um, they did, yeah, like this weird, like wasn't really weird it was weird for the time but it was like this like talky talk scream 
kind of vocal style with like heavy distorted guitars in the background. So that's that's basically the gist of what new metal is. Mm, okay. Yeah. And these guys are definitely some of the songs are new metal esque for sure. Right on. I see Teddy in the audience. Does he wanna come up here in case he did do listen the to homework? it? I don't know if he listened to it or not. <laughs> you could do like live listens as we listen to the like each of the songs though. I was wondering that if you wanted to do instead of like a podcast, we could do like a live reaction, like a live listen, um, and maybe just not have listened to, uh, oh, and maybe just not have listened to the album beforehand. Okay. Um, like the thing is with at least with this genre, this album, um, I've uh. I didn't really have, I don't have any notes to take, to be honest. Okay. Like, for the most part, each of them have, um, I just show, show, oh, okay. Never mind, I just saw what, <laughs> I just saw what Teddy said. Um, but yeah, E, so with, like, this genre of music, I wouldn't know what to really write. Like, each of them, okay. I enjoyed, like, the songs themselves, but, like, the actual meaningful criticisms that I could have towards, uh, like, the songs and how they were composed. I just wouldn't be able to speak on behalf of them. We could, we could mix it up, maybe the next one. Especially for genres, like, a live, a live reaction of a, of a genre that you know better than me. Like, if it's, like, a little more electronic or maybe more pop, um, I would be more... I would be more into like a live reaction because I wouldn't be taking more notes, but like you know, yeah. vice versa for you and metal. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like listening styles, right? I, at least for mm -hmm. me, like I will. When I casually listen to music, it's not like I think about the same at the same depth as you do about the music that you listen to. So, sure. I think the note taking it was more of an activity for you that I just adopted as i was listening to music through these different music discussions and i think that it's worked out pretty well because I've, I've had a lot to talk about with mm -hmm. some of these other ones but when i listen to this metal or i guess when i listen to metal it's more about like the sounds in total like i okay. think less about the lyrics and more about the music or like the what i'm hearing and the lyrics are like a part of that, not like separate. I would agree with your approach. There's nothing wrong with it. That's how I feel about metal too. Like, if we're talking maybe more pop, hip hop, rap, like those genres tend to centralize like heavy lyrics. So, like for the Logic album and the Keshi album, for example, we delve like heavy into the lyrics. Right. Because, well, like, Kevy has, Keshi has nice instrumentals. I would say, like, a lot of rap's instrumentals don't change a lot. So, uh, at least throughout a, a typical song, depending on the artist, obviously. Right. But, like, that's, that's what I did with this album. I didn't 
take a ton of notes. I just listened to it, picked out my favorites, um, maybe little uh, little notes about um, you know switching up the instrumental every now and then. But I didn't take a lot of notes. I just enjoyed it. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I guess for me, like I looked at the lyrics for I think the second song on the list and i just i don't, I don't know Not why intro it, song? it was hard for me to like translate that for for something that was meaningful to me so okay translation as in like trying to understand from i don't know a story point of view like where this is going but perhaps i just was unmotivated <laughs> unmotivated I, I was too taken away from the the song itself detached from the lyrics i mean in total i i do have to admit like i didn't it's not that i didn't enjoy any of the songs like i thought they were all like headbangers but yeah uh yeah for me it's like i couldn't distinguish one between the other i guess in, in to some extent okay. like i'd be happy if they were on the radio and they played like a couple times yeah like, it's something that I'd probably listen on repeat. I definitely want to listen to it again, because I feel like I missed some stuff. It's very, um... A lot of this, a lot of the songs have a very abstract, open-ended, um... Like, subject matter. And I'm actually reading the the Genius right now. It's a unreviewed bio but someone said that the lead vocalist uh named the title of the album stargazer because um who is david michael fassbender is that a, a band member okay i'll read it out loud um Stargazer refers to a ball python named David Michael Fassbender. Oh, that's the name of the ball python. <laughs> that um, the lead vocalist owned, who passed away soon at, before the release of the album. And the lead vocalist, Hunty Grong, explains in the interview... Uh, that was linked here, that the snake had a neurological condition that caused him to often get stuck facing the ceiling for a long time, which I recognize as one of the vocals, vocal uh, lyrics. Um, stargazing is what we called it. So, um, dedicated to his pet snake. Ball python. You know, I had to, <laughs> I had to look up what that meant. <laughs> That's actually oh, yeah. just like the, just a, an actual snake. It's Snake. I was like, yeah. is that in reference to like something else? Or... A lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, if we were to take this album very abstractly, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of ties you could have the lyrics to stargazing like just as as an activity so i went stargazing actually like in camping like a couple 
couple weeks ago, and I don't know how you approach stargazing, but stargazing to me feels like, you know, like kind of like an escape kind of... Uh, we're so fascinated by the night sky that, you know, we take... I don't know, for me, sometimes it's just like emotions rush through. You kind of just let your mind wander. Um, you know, you think about mm. the purpose of your life. I don't know. You think about um, your whole place in the universe as you peer off into um, the sky, which is a giant picture of <laughs> how small you are. So in comparison to everything else. Okay. So in terms of like actual stargazing, do you focus in on the infinite sky that you're looking at? Is that the actual activity or is, is stargazing the experience of looking up into the expanse of universe and making, I don't know, connections, (laughs) generating thoughts in your own mind to, understand your place in the world i would definitely lean towards the latter i think um to start gazing as an experience (laughs) yeah i think the the three head version of it is oh pretty stars but at the same time (laughs) we're also like uh there's nothing bothering me there in that moment, right? I'm. It's completely silent. All you hear is whatever animals, the wind. Um, no one's bothering you. And, yeah, you're just there. I hate using this word, but you're just vibing out. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, definitely the latter of what you mentioned. I think that experience aspect to or experience definition of stargazing, I think uh, (laughs) puts some of his lyrics or their lyrics, excuse me, their lyrics into perspective. I mean, even Mm. the first one of disintegrate is I feel God teasing us. So if it's not an activity, at least it's a experience of, various things that you can imagine and don't imagine Mm -hmm. or um, i guess just imagine you experience like realistically and imaginatively yeah do you want to have you ever been stargazing i guess i should ask that immediately before we delve into the track by track i think it's more of like an activity i guess like it's not something that i go actively seek out Mm -hmm. to me um, I think I can stargaze in a, I can experience stargazing in a sense when I'm like in my bed, right? Right. And I'm I'm not I'm definitely not looking up out into space, but so I, I guess to that regard, like yeah, but as an activity, not really. Like I've I've maybe done it like a handful of times, but. Sure. You know, the experience when I actually go do stargazing at, as an activity doesn't really 
it's not that it's not inspiring it's just i'm not like as creative one like when i'm there okay i think i'm like too focused in on like other things <laughs> like the animals or perhaps like i i don't have the creative like tool set that's being brought along as i'm looking up at the stars I don't think it's necessarily having to be creative. I think it's just kind of letting letting your mind wander. It's it feels a lot like um I don't know, it feels a lot like a like if you're going on like a lazy river on like a little inner tube, right? You're floating along. That's kind of that's a similar experience. You're just kind of you know, you're kind of looking around. Maybe you're thinking a bit more. Like oh, is my ass going to hit the rock underneath me or um whatnot no for sure the way you just phrased it of letting your mind wander i definitely don't do that when i actually go pursue stargazing oh, as an activity like camping but i definitely like experience stargazing in other environments for sure um is there anything else that i wanted to talk to um, let's just go track by track, I think, at this point. I mean, the things cool. that you highlight will be stuff that I can build off of. It's just... Sure. Uh, again, I, I didn't have any notes. I, I didn't know what to take. Yeah. Uh, alright, Disintegrate. I like this one. I like this one. I like the intro track, too, leading into Disintegrate. Um, I have this weird gripe i guess sometimes about um full albums in that if it's an intro track that doesn't have i mean it, it's also an artistic statement right i guess it's something i don't understand immediately i know what comes full circle um the intro track titled how to leave painlessly and then in xeno the last track it's a lyric in that track as well so that's a dot i definitely need to connect on a second or third listen but um sometimes we'll have like an intro track or an intermission that's like if it's like after a track or if it's short enough before the next full track i would want it to be a part of that track i don't know if like i said i probably listen to more full albums and you listen to more like oh like pick your singles out but this is something I've definitely noticed. Uh, listening to music more. Um, but Disintegrate's great. I enjoyed this one. Uh, I don't have a ton to say, honestly. It's it, it kind of follows the theme of this abstract activity. Or if you're a person who is, you know, stargazer that seeks out this sort of uh, mind expansive activity. Sure. Okay. So let me ask like a more abstract question then. Like what, what do you look for in, in like metal music and in with like this song in particular, is it just the theme matchup is like the, requirement for when you're listening to albums like these i think something i really this is just personal preference it has nothing to do with 
what's good and what's bad. I like the really, at least in this album, I like the really like driving guitars. I like the, I like how um, I don't know. The sound is very loud, like it's very present. A lot of it's up front, in your face, um, and it doesn't feel like uh, anything's any like effect or additional instrument is like too far back that you have to re-listen to it to not notice it or, or to notice it sorry um you know it's kind of this uh like it's heavy but it's also like uh okay there's clean vocals right you have unclean vocals which are typically like screaming uh more harsh vocals things like that but these guys use a lot of clean vocals with a lot of vocal effects that, you know, kind of match this central theme of stargazing. In addition to that, yeah, like driving, driving guitars. Nothing too, um, nothing too overly complicated in terms of guitars, and that's what I think I want out of an album like this. Um. It's simple, it gets to the point, it's not... Like, if I'm listening to some other artist and, you know, they're shredding it up, I can appreciate that, but that's not what I'm coming for when I approach, like, something like new Metal, right? I don't, you don't go... <laughs> I don't think Linkin Park maybe had uh, one song with a guitar solo in it per album, and that was it. Everything else was you know, pretty stripped back, pretty, um, pretty simple in terms of like chord progression, things like that. So I hope that answered your question. I suppose it's, uh, it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't really have too much to say. It's just, I guess when I, in like previous ones or previous like music discussions, we had some, uh i guess deep analysis of the lyrics but um, right it's especially for this album there's a decentralized point off of the lyrics and more into the, the actual sounds which i i don't know if the in like a podcast setting it'd be great to, it's not saying that like this is a, a bad one to go for i definitely think this is like a great one to go for but how do you how do you explain the experience of listening to a more instrumental genre i guess what what you feel through that and i, I think the way you answered that was perfect okay yeah but I as focus. for me <laughs> like i'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's not the it's not like my normal cup of tea so how do i right how do i explain the the musical experience instrumental experience that i got on top of the the different vocal style yeah you can talk about um like the vocal melody too i in this genre i like a lot it's a more it's a little more like wavy it's a little more the, the notes on the guys are very very much drawn out so like like, let's make it up, we'll play pretend. And that chorus, he kind of drags out pretend, and then and then it goes into a next, the next line. But um, 
that stuff. It, it's catchy too, right? I think it's catchy. So, right. Um, I, I like catchy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> One point. And there's nothing wrong with your perspective of, oh, music sound good, yes, and that's that's all you have to think about. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't know. For for me, like the songs just kind of blend together in terms of like the the repeating pattern of it sounded great for me. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. like that's like my perspective on it. But something that you did mention that I think adds an element of appreciation that I can talk about is the soft vocals. I think they I think when it comes to metal, I I picture way too much or like over the I guess the hard vocals or how, what was that term that you used? Is it actually, it's typically called like unclean vocals. You could say harsh vocals too. Harsh vocals. Yeah. Yeah, I think with most like metal tracks, like the harsh vocals, like hits too hard for me, but I think the, the, the use of, I guess the proportion of clean to harsh in this one was, pleasant for me i suppose that that is duly noted in lund's book (laughs) i'm glad to hear that though typically people wouldn't be i know a lot of people there i mean we had an upbringing right we had like a lot of like heavier ish pop punk on the radio growing up like we had lincoln park which is the biggest the biggest one but also we had like uh oh who do we have like a lot of emo stuff like um i know like even like fallout boy and fallout boy red jumpsuit apparatus i want to say my chemical romance bands like that still have like yeah like a very small portion of harsh vocal but it's still there Mm. people listen to it it's on the radio so there's there's got to be an appeal maybe it's it's used as a tool more effectively in the harsh vocals these type of genres yeah because there are there are metal albums that have just a harsh vocalist and that's that's it all the way through so um i don't know i think i just think the proportions need to be like right I think most everyone yeah. can understand like a bit of like a need to yell or maybe not even a need to yell, but like have some threshold at like what yelling can like portray emotion in, in the context of a song. For sure. Right. And I, I think the balance between the, the clean vocals versus the yelling ends up being what dictates your um, interpretation of the song. And what you mm-hmm. might be, what might count as like within your threshold of what's worth listening to, or what's like pleasant. Mm-hmm. And I think this one did it right, or was like within my threshold. Nice. A band I forget that I should have mentioned earlier is Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Harsh vocals. Th- those boys are always mad though, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, Rage is in their title, but they have they're also kind of new metal too they have this like very blend of like hip-hop rap heavy guitar riffs smack you in the face kind of uh heavy bass licks too so 
that's that would be leaning. They're in new metal territory, but they're leaning into more like heavy metal in terms of that like intense emotion that uh you know strong emotion so yeah um on here i can name off my favorites i took notes of my favorites um i really like disintegrate liked peel stargazer was great the self-titled track um sync.wave novocaine bones and xeno were the standouts for me. Um, I would like to say I've listened to Sync.Wave before. I'm just putting that out there. Because it was the... I think it was the lead single for the album. Um, and it was my introduction to the band's album. Or to the band in general. And... Dude, I jammed that. <laughs> I still jammed that. <laughs> that, that song's very catchy. Um... Did you have any standout favorites? Um, the thing Just is, is that the three that I'm thinking, I'm probably thinking of one song, but I, I remember having a pleasant experience, like the most pleasant experience between Red Light Gossip, Peel, and Stargazer. So mm. one of those three like did it for me, and it's I'm kind of ashamed that I don't remember which one it is. But okay. I, I guess that speaks to the kind of blend that I experienced when I was listening to the album. Some of them like really transitioned into each other. I like that, but some people might not like it because they want each track to be, I guess, more distinct. But right. um, there's some great transitions between these songs that I, I'm like listening. I was I was doing dishes during like the first part of the album, the first half, and. I'm like trying to look over and see the difference between the the track every now and then if it was like a really smooth transition. So, um, I w I do want to point out, and this is something I can talk to you about later, but it's more for if someone from the audience like recognized this in the album if they'd listened to it prior. Um, constrict. There's like a melody. In the song constricts the third track. Um, I think it's in the chorus, and it's it's not identical, but it's very reminiscent of uh, the song "Figure Nine from Linkin Park. So already that influence is uh, very prevalent in this album. Um, another popular artist that these guys are very influenced by is. Deftones, these are names I'm rattling out that Spencer doesn't know, but uh, yeah. Deftones <laughs> are this out. Yeah, like so um maybe we, we listen to Deftones sometime. But they're kind of the I don't think they started the genre, but they popularized it a lot. And they're this yeah, like a heavier heavy metal alt rock kind of band similar sound to these guys and they popularized the genre shoegaze s-h-o-e-g-a-z-e -E, shoegaze and it's this genre that kind of takes like i said earlier a lot of the instrumental is very upfront, heavy guitar distortion um a lot of like guitar modulation effects as well so like like super wavy like i don't know 
I don't know how to explain this to Spencer too. Like, like reverb. Um, uh, you know, when you take a guitar tone and mess with its, you know, it's it's typically a sine wave, and you mess with some of the um, like peaks and valleys of that wave and like that. They do the similar thing with. Uh, their vocals as well. It's very like it's overwhelming. It's in your face, but it's also like it's melodic. It's it's wavy. Is my best way to say it. And I don't know. Atmospheric is another key word. A lot of the vocals are very obscured behind the instrumental as well. Um, but a good portion of these tracks are shoegaze. So yeah, they kind of lie. They kind of lie behind that um, influence, but yeah. Um, big fan of Sync Dot Wave. Like I said, it's really nice when there's like these chugging guitars in Sync Dot Wave, and and then it's a very like open uh, chorus. So they have this like almost build it's like a build up chorus like the drummer's going off in a very like build up pattern I don't know how to better explain that and then the they bring it up and the last chorus is just driving I get goosebumps <laughs> I get goosebumps when I listen to that track I still listen to it cuz big fan but they come in full force with the chorus of the driving guitars as opposed to like the this build up with a very minimal guitar section. So I think that wave is a banger. Um Yeah. I don't have much to say beyond that. Any other parts of the tr I mean, I guess I already explained my part, so really this is just you driving at this point. If there's sure. anything uh, like any of the other tracks that that conceptually you wanted to put down in the in the dialogue but as for me like i'm, I'm just here to follow up but in terms yeah. of what you just said i most of the stuff would go over my head yeah for sure excuse me um i don't know if you wanted to bring up how did you feel about the last track? I love the last track, but how did you feel about it? It didn't stand up for me, if that's what you're asking about. I like okay. for the most part, like I enjoyed all of them. So okay, was there like particular lyrics that should have? came off to me it it felt like a so the first track was how to leave painlessly and it was kind of this instrumental uh right. intro right but the last one has a lyric that says how to leave painlessly so i'm wondering if we can get like a a deeper understanding of okay so this this last song you know xeno for in love i don't know what xeno means let me look that up real quick. But for the for in love aspect of it, 
Oh, it just relates to foreigner, foreigners. Okay. The general gist of this track and the lyrics seem to allude towards either a breakup, people trying to get back together, and either the lead singer or the writer of the song recognizing that, um, you know, this relationship is beyond repair. We kind of have to part ways. Um, lyrics like, we cannot mend with the damage done. My former love, we've said too much. Can't even look at you anymore. You know. Um, I guess one piece of context that I should actually add about my experience is that I partially watched the music videos while I was listening to the album. And that's just oh. part of being able to see like on YouTube or actively listen and watch on YouTube. Um, and so I think that idea, I don't know. There were some songs in there that had that portrayed like a woman and being like in an intimate moment with that or with them. And so it oh, was hard to have, tell the yeah. actual gist of it because very much like, the music genre as you described it's like up in your face with a lot of things and the music video was no exception so okay yeah like being a part of that intimate moment while they're um like singing about it was just you know i guess it's in character of what you just mentioned of like being in a breakup part of me wonders if it was um, sort of kind of like a like a getting back together moment, as a lot of these tracks go along, like spending time maybe with this person that either you know is leaving or you know it's not going to work out. Maybe it's like a last ditch effort to rekindle something that was previously put out. But um, definitely some of the things I could draw from at least the lyrics in the, my initial listen. Um, in the last track, he says, uh, keep it in my heart, the part that bleeds. Now I, le now I see how to leave painlessly. So he's understanding that maybe this, uh, this like romantic re-rendezvous it was a mistake like oh if i'm to leave painlessly this is what not to do this is the album that tells you what not to do with your your ex essentially or your previous lover so is it the realization um, that getting back together isn't the right solution and going forward he'll be reminded by that lesson I and think some of that is to not experience the the desire that like controlled his life. Experiences that, or or even like not not necessarily experience, but chase that desire. Um, and maybe that desire was no longer prevalent in his life, and I don't know. Maybe something happened. Maybe uh, people change. So I think the the lyrics leading up into the painlessly part, which is how to leave painlessly, I think 
contradicts perhaps that statement. Which because statement? Because is it... I don't think I don't consider leaving painlessly as a act of preventing yourself from making the same mistake, but rather when you're in the mistake again, how to leave without with like confidence. Okay. Is that sort of Okay, so maybe he has this relationship that he's going through. They break up, they get back together. And are you saying, like, now he knows... Maybe, like, now he knows himself more? And that he knows more what to expect from his emotions? Because this could be, like, a... I think the lesson might have been completely thing. different than what I conceptualize. I think it's probably more of a how to detach your desires from I guess what's good for you. Right. I agree with that. Which I it might have actually been the same thing of what you said before. I think I just didn't properly connect that with with my own idea. So do you think he's losing something while he's leaving painlessly or learning how to leave painlessly? Maybe it's uh, an element of it is um, recognizing that this loss is something that comes with leaving and maybe he didn't let that go initially with whatever relationship he had previously Okay. I'm I'm reading the other the lyrics. Like Constrict talks about almost having like uh him wanting his significant other to admit either the end or you know to spit it out speak up for once let it out you recite the lines when you stare at the ground i'm not hearing your words spit it out speak up for once just let it out um and maybe it's he's already heard the the we're breaking up-esque sort of lines and he still wants to feel comfort from this person who probably can no longer provide it given given their current feelings about their encounter um a lot of references to drugs in this album too how to leave painlessly 
but the second to last track is Novocaine Bones, and you know, Novocaine is an anesthetic, so we're numbing the pain essentially in that track. Um, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of sexy time songs too here. Like Nike was very uh. <laughs> very explicit um, uh, I mean again God's for me, watching <laughs> with, like the genre of the songs just or rather the the genre itself and the the presentation of the song in total and the lyrics that go along with it is I, I'm disconnected with the words <laughs> I guess sure well so. like the words can also be or are also very um Due to the genre, um, like the words are very not up front and center, like pop is. Like pop, the vocals are so so forward. Oh, like especially like rap too, but that's a that's the main draw of rap. Pop, the vocals are very forward and instrumental is very stripped back behind my ears. So that's, I guess that's, I understand that difference you've had. We don't have to delve into the lyrics. I think, I think we got most of the gist of Sure. I, I just wanted on. to talk about like the proportions then of like, if you have this story to tell through this, this genre style, mm -hmm. do you think people really take away from the lyrics that, of the story that you're trying to tell? Like how, how do you. I understand it's like the way they that they'd want to present this story. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like the loud music that goes along with it and the different like vocal styles when you're performing a song, like how does that like where does the story fit in with the song? I think up front with this genre, the vocal melody and the instrumental are things that are also purposefully just immediate, right? They're, uh, they, I think they lie before the lyrics. Uh, and they're also potentially more prevalent than the lyrics. I think the sound is more what they're trying to get people to re not relate to, but catch on to. Um, and the the How lyrics are, are there, I guess, to accompany that. How easy is it to like pay attention to that? in the midst of the rest of it like is that part of the point i don't think it's part of uh i guess it's how you define point it's more like understanding different styles of music and how like like if i'm listening to a jazz album is the point to not like the point is isn't that they don't have lyrics, right? 
the point is that it's it's a different it's not a point but like the the purpose of the of it is that it's a different genre and i don't think i think with art this might be going even broader the artist can ask for different interpretations and it's up to you to interpret it yourself and pick out what you like but at the same time they also have their meanings behind it sure so so when do you think if you're if you're someone who genuine okay do you think there are people out there who pick up on the lyrics in the midst of the rest of what the song has to present like in terms yes. of like uniquely identifying the lyrics as they're as the, like the song is showing as they're coming yeah. yes but also if a metal band a metal heavier metal band wanted you to immediately pick up on their lyrics they would they would almost explicitly do so in a way that was i want to say leaning towards unavoidable unavoidable to understanding lyrics because i listened to the the even the harsher vocal lyrics and yeah if you if, if you're really wondering i i catch like half of it like upon first listen i don't i don't i don't tune in to the lyrics like if it's a purely harsh vocal song i am i am dedicating like equal attention to everything else maybe even definitely leaning towards guitars um as opposed to the lyrics so like when i listen to sync.wave for the first time i'm just i'm just going through it i'm listening to how it sounds how everything complements each other and it wasn't until like my eighth listen that i decided to delve into the lyrics at least when it comes to the genre so okay. but that's just me right right i think that goes for a lot of metal listeners though if you're going if you already like the genre you know what you like about the genre and you know what you're looking for in other artists or not looking for you know something could take you entirely for surprise um but yeah as opposed to something like rap like rap i'm listening to the lyrics i'm trying to understand the million and one uh references they have but at the same time you know because the instrumental in a lot of rap is just you know it's sometimes it's throwaway whatever sometimes it's really good and if it's really good that's something i will i'll notice but the main draw of rap is the lyrics is the vocal patterns it's the flow of the rapper things like that so i'm listening to metal something that provides and in their like equalizer they're balancing the these guitars very heavily and up front you know yeah i'm gonna draw on the guitars right on okay (laughs) any other parts of the the album you wanted to speak on behalf of i think that's it 
That's all the notes I took, at least. Foreign so. love, foreign touch. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I'm also trying to, in the back of my mind, understand the reference to the the ball python is neurological. You know, I guess maybe that neurological condition that the ball python, the snake is going through, is maybe being related to the this interaction between these this the, the relationship between these two people in that they're doing something that they shouldn't be and does that relate to having some sort of you know lack of not uh, maybe like, I, ju- I just want to say lack of common sense but also relating to some neurological condition. Like, you think oh, they're just exploring? Not... So, okay. You they're stargazing, like... Spencer. Well, right, they're stargazing. Right. Is it an <laughs> no, ex- a wandering mind kind of experience? You right. think that's what the ball python is doing? Once they start experiencing this, uh, what was it? The problem? When they start, like, rolling their head back. Yeah, I think they're also trying to, you know, we try, as humans, we try to relate our experience to what other animals experience. And that's kind of the Ah, parallel they're drawing between um, the python and its relationship. So, definitely a second listen for me in the works <laughs> yeah i don't know if I, i'll probably listen to it again i just won't know what to to listen for you know we could do like a like a co-listen to a few tracks i don't know if you'd want to do that but i'd be down okay cool i guess we'll call it from there <laughs> i don't know so, y'all wow that actually took an hour Despite, like, how little, like, stuff I had to say for that. But I think we ventured off into more abstract ideas when it came to listening. I had to get my metal metal rant off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have more to, sh- to more come up, I- I'll be on the lookout, too. But I guess for I me, was it's... actually thinking we could do the Beyonce, the new Beyonce album Oh, next. shit. Okay. That might be fun. I was also thinking but... we should delve into Elenium. Even though it may yeah, not be I would, like I would, new music. Or it won't be like new, but rather it'd be new for us. Yeah, delve into... Well, you're you're more familiar with the genre, so I was saying, yeah. Give me a genre I'm not as familiar to. Okay. Do we do country? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> new, new to both <laughs> of us, too. Yeah, new to both of us. I'm not... <laughs> the biggest fan of country so it'll be a it'll be a good experience at least eye-opening for sure but yeah all right right on cool i guess we'll conclude for now thanks for listening i see you thanks for listening let's see you guys next week